welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content from across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Noel Campana from Critically Endangered Games. Noel is a board game designer on a mission to save the endangered Duke monkeys. His game, Duke in Danger, is currently on Kickstarter. Noel, welcome to the binge. How you doing, my friend? Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Um, it's very exciting to be on the show. <laughs> From the other side now, it's uh, it's a great. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Oh, it's, it's great to have you here. And I think when I see a game like this, uh, I get excited anytime there's things that can contribute back right to the world that can really give back. And mm-hmm. we're going to get into this in a second. Uh, but first, I just want to start off by trying to understand what led you on this whole kind of worldwide adventure? Is this like, do you travel as part of your work or what got you to start traveling in the first place? So, um, no, I, I, I was interested in, in the world, but I was interested in a very special part of the world. So I'm living in, so I'm German, I'm living in Germany. And I, after my studies, I, my, I, I have done my bachelor and I was ready and I decided to take some time off and uh, travel as far east as I can. So, and I try to travel by train because it's uh, slow mm-hmm. and I can see a lot of the world. And I decided to travel by train as far east as I can. And I, yeah, I I went through Russia, Mongolia, China, and I've been in Vietnam. And so I took all the, I took the train for this ride and it was like, it was a crazy experience and I knew before the, before the journey, I knew that I don't speak Russian, Mongolian or Chinese. So, but I knew that I will cross these countries. And in preparation, I read on the internet what are people are doing in a train because I, tro- I I drove like a local train, the Trans-Siberian Railway. Yeah. But I I drove in the third class. So this is the last class. I have a bed next to 52 <laughs> other beds. And I knew I, I'm there for some trips. I was five days in the train and um, yeah, I read on the internet that the people are playing, playing cards, ca- traditional card games. <sighs> and so I, um, I, I went on Google and uh, what kind of card games and I learned the card games. And that was like the beginning of Duke and Danger because when I start the journey, I, I don't understand anything from people in the train, mm-hmm. but uh, during, because I knew what the games are playing, I, I was integrated in the game. I was integrated in the in the community on the train because when you are driving five days or seven days on a train or in a train, it's like it's like your home. Um, but sure. you don't have your own room, so everything is open. And I was I, I get in touch with a lot of people, um, and I can't communicate with them. So the only opportunity was to get closer to them was to play a game, and oh. uh, yeah, and it was like uh, the perfect. It was like the perfect journey and it was like i think it was on one of the best ideas to learn uh, traditional card games and yeah it was that, the beginning of duke and danger that's super good certainly gaming is a way to bring people together yeah. especially if uh, there's a communication barrier uh, what did you take as your bachelor's what was your bachelor's in uh, i studied aerospace engineering wow yeah. and did so, the end is are you now in that industry or yeah, kind of where did yeah, that yeah. go so i'm still an engineer um, but at the moment I'm full-time or in the, in the next 23 days, I'm full-time on Kickstarter <laughs> because it's like, I don't know, it's like a full-time job as well. Oh, absolutely. And, but, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, uh, it's like, 
to, to run a campaign, it's, oh, it's crazy. It's so much work yeah. when people, when, when people would tell me this, I don't know, one or two years ago, maybe I, I choose another, um, I choose another decision because it's a lot of work, but now it's worth it. So we are funded and, uh, yeah, it's amazing. When uh, I people uh, I talk to about Kickstarter and are looking to get into it, I say take whatever you expect your time commitment is going to be, and mm. times that by ten. Okay. Times yeah. it by ten, <laughs> right? Like, because it is it is so much work. It is an absolute grind, and no matter what you think you expect, it is way more uh, effort and and and. And, and grueling than you would, than you would expect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, my, I always applaud people when they go through a campaign, um, because it is, uh, it, it's, it, as you said, it's like another job, right? And if, especially if you have a job trying to do that on the side, uh, just basically plan to not really uh, have any time off for a good month. Right. Yeah. So, so what, so this, this trip, uh, far East and going as East as you could go, was it just something you always wanted to do your whole life or what made yeah. you decide to go east versus maybe go straight south or, or things like that? So I, I've been in North America um, before um, when I was 15 or something like yeah. this. And I've been to Southeast Asia before. I never was in Africa before, but I thought, so I I, I just want to take the train. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's like the longest train ride in the world. And yeah, I was, and I also was very interested in, in Russia, Mongolia, and China, especially in Russia, because people, so, so I'm living in the West, or West civilization. I live in the Western world. Sure. And um, so I have no idea what's going on there. I have no idea what's going on in Mongolia. Um, and I, I was, I was interested. I decided, okay, I want to see what's going on, how the people are. So, um, yeah, I just want to make my own experience and, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. And, and now when I, so now it's 22, uh, 2022 and it's like, it's crazy because you can't do this journey anymore. So it's, oh, no. <laughs> so everything is closed. So Russia is yeah. like, so you can't go to Russia. Maybe I don't want to Russia anymore, but, um, yeah, it's crazy that you can't do this trip, um, now. Yeah, that's too bad. You know, it's one of those things I'm sure you can look back with with fond memories and, and you know, maybe there'll be a day again, uh, hopefully yeah. sometime soon when people can do a trip like this. Did you go by train and then come back by train? Like, was it a round trip or did you fly back or how did you get back? So I fly back. Okay. Um, so so I had six months, so I had time for six months mm. and I started, um, yeah, I started the trip in uh, through through Russia and um, so I, I, I thought maybe it's a good idea to do to to do couch surfing in Russia, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it ended. It it was like a crazy story, but um, the people there helped me to buy a ticket because I haven't a ticket before. So I went to the ticket shop, um, but with a with my um, with my flatmate, so my Russian flatmate, and he helps me to buy the ticket. Yeah, and even I have a native speaker with me. It took I don't know fifty minutes or uh, so five zero. It was um, it was crazy, and then so after China, I went to Vietnam and Indonesia, and so I there's there was one situation on this journey. I was so first I was like very um, it was like such an amazing experience to play to to 
to be connected with people even if i don't speak the same language via yeah. play so and it was the first idea to, to think hey gaming is so much more even so it's so much more than playing with your friends or with your family yeah and i think three months later i was in indonesia in a jungle and there were there were so much monkeys and they tried to steal everything from me it was like my sunglasses my cap um, my water bottle and it was such a funny experience and then i decided okay i want to make a game a card game a language independent card game with monkeys oh wow yeah, this was 2016 yeah and then the next five years i was working more or less so sometimes more sometimes less but after corona hit i worked a lot a lot on the game and i did some research what kind of monkeys are living on this planet yeah and then I, yeah and then when you're so i go and go back to this trip because this yeah this, good, I, I, I i love this so so you're for lack of a better word backpacking right yeah. uh but by train but you've got a backpack and, and you're carrying everything with you um and by couch surfing were you staying at hostels or were you just looking up local you had friends kind of in these different countries that you'd already kind of prearranged with or how how was that set up so um i sometimes i i i i, I slept in a hostel um mm -hmm. but so, for example, when I start the trip in Russia, I, I there is a couch surfing uh, website. So it's okay. couchsurfing.com. <laughs> and I sent, I, I, there are some hosts living in Moscow. Uh, so living there. And um, so I, I slept on a couch from somebody's, in somebody's living room. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, uh, so then you get really deep inside uh, what's going what's really going on in this country yeah and did you learn did you pick up any of the like in playing games and so forth did you pick up any local language at all like were you able to like learn some of the words to kind of get around or yeah of course so uh, hello yes thank you yeah goodbye yeah oh well, that's uh, amazing yeah and then so this trip ended in vietnam right and uh, no no i i traveled further to australia okay australia as well wow yeah. But the, 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 the Duke monkeys, that, that experience was in Vietnam. Is that where that kind of all came together? Yeah. So, um, my first experience with a lot of monkeys was in Indonesia. Mm. Um, on this trip, 2016, I never saw the Duke, the Dukes. I never saw okay. them. So, um, I, I just saw a lot of monkeys, a lot of species, but not the Dukes. Um, but so first, uh, so my initial idea was to, to make a game called monkey. But if I make a game in Germany called Monkey, I have a lot of um, so it it's not so easy because the, we have some uh, there is there are some brands in Germany mm. which called Monkey. Got it. And okay. Yeah. So if maybe if the game is successful, I get a lot of trouble. Mm. Um, and it was like I was so sad after a lawyer said to me, "Don't call it Monkey because <laughs> it's not good for you." <laughs> Oh, this could only, go bad <laughs> yeah and it was so sad and it was 2019 i think it was 2019 and um after that i was really sad and i um and this was the point i started um to to look on the internet what kind of monkeys are living on our planet and i googled monkeys southeast asia and then i saw the red chang duke so and the duke is like it's crazy so when i first first time i saw them on the on the on the internet they saw the orange different orange colors in the face blue eyelids um white hands or white um white arms white tail uh and um a bordeaux a red red mm -hmm. um, legs it's like crazy 
I thought, well, this is beautiful. And even in this moment, I didn't know that this monkey is endangered. So I did more research and more research. And then I, I, um, I read that this monkey is endangered. And then I thought, oh, crazy. So I, I just making a small card game. Um, and, but I think with this, the, the, the idea was born that I want to give something back. Yeah. So that I can do, maybe I can do something good with the game, even if I only raise awareness. Mm -hmm. But yeah. um, so, but so now I know. Now I I, I know that um, we can do more than only raise awareness because we had a booth at Spiel in Essen, mm -hmm. and so we we were run over from people because they they loved the idea, they loved to want to test the game, and I don't I, I think we we have we um, raised two thousand two hundred euros in donation. Oh wow! It was I think it's. 2,300 dollars, and yeah. it was crazy. So because we support two NGOs in Vietnam, and we sent the game to, uh, we sent the money to them. It was like in Vietnam, it's a lot of money. So yeah, and uh, yeah, we can make we can make a small uh, difference now. And you, as I think I was reading somewhere on um, your uh, on your on I think it's maybe on your page um, where they're where they're talking about um, how few there are. So there's like what like a thousand or twelve hundred these yeah. duke monkeys left in the world like that seems so, yeah so um <clears throat> it's really hard to count but they are critically endangered yeah and there are only 1000 uh, schools or families left and usually in a family are six to seven six to eight mm. um monkeys inside so it's estimated six to eight thousand animals left on this planet wow yeah. and then what it's kind of so conservation much. like what are they doing to obviously you know it helps when people are able to raise money and, and and go towards a cause what are they doing in vietnam to try to help protect uh protect the species so this year in may i spent the whole may in vietnam because i after the covid the covid um was over not over but <laughs> vietnam when opened travel this, opened up yeah yeah travel yeah. opened up and vietnam opened this border and i immediately decided to went to vietnam because um more than one and a half year or more than two years i was um only reading about this monkey and i saw some pictures i saw a lot of pictures in the internet and all the pictures were from the same person his mm. name is tuan and i sent tuan e an email because Tuan, there's, I sent him an email and said, Tuan, there's so less information about this monkey. You have so many pictures. Can you give me information? And he sent me a message back and we sent back forth. And now we are friends. And I visit him in Vietnam and he helped me to, to uh, travel through the whole Vietnam and visit some amazing places to see the Dukes because they are so less on, in the, even in Vietnam, it's, uh, the population is so low that it's really hard to find them. And I, and he um, was so friendly. He helped me with a special permission to went into the, um, into the jungle um, with locals who, who know exactly where the monkeys are living. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I, on this trip, I also, um, I think three, I also visited three NGOs. Um, the first NGO was an endangered, endangered primate rescue center. It was in the North. Um, so they tried to um, help injured monkeys and bring them back into the into the wild. And um, another organization is Little Green Guards. This is like um, these are young volunteers who go into the schools and try to um, raise awareness um, for young children. So okay. they said if young children like the monkeys, 
they don't want to hurt them in the whole life. Yeah. And the other organization is like Greenwood and it's like in the central of Vietnam. And these are uh, tried to stop buildings in national forests and uh, do something for um, for the population in the in this. So it's um, it's hard to describe because one of the biggest population live very close to the third biggest city of Vietnam. It's oh called boy. Da Nang. And the city yeah. is getting bigger, bigger, bigger. And they try to um, build hotels um, and houses inside this national park because it's very beautiful there. I, I, I've been there and there's clear water, which is not really um, normal for the South Chinese Ocean. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, the water is clear. It's beautiful. It's so warm. And so in this area, the Dukes are living and they try to build hotels there for tourists. Yeah. And Greenwood tried to stop them. Yeah. Yeah. Do have they like created like a sanctuary? Like do they have parts of the country or countryside that they've kind of cordoned off to say, look, this is a protected area. There's there's not allowed to be any development here or, or anything yeah. like that. So in this place, yes, because um so the Greenwood, these NGO um are making great progress with the mm -hmm. government um to say, okay, this one is this one is um because it's like I don't know the English word, but it's an island, but not a real island. It's okay. like connected with the mainland on one point. And this point is the city. So the monkeys cannot leave this place. And um, yeah, so this one is, um, is it's called Sontra National Park. Okay. And this one is protected. It's really good for the Dukes there. Um, but so hotels are still still growing yeah it's still in development yeah is there a risk of poachers like is this yeah. is this monkey poached a lot as well yeah yeah that's one that's that's the main risk in vietnam is the poachers so not all vietnamese are poachers no don't um but in yeah. some region in some regions even in smaller villages it's so it's normal to go into the forest and bring something um, yeah. Are they hunting it for then for food? I guess then is that yeah, what the yeah for food, traditional medicine, um, mm. illegal hunting, uh, illegal uh, trade. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this. So food, uh, trade, and traditional medicine. Yeah. That's crazy. So an, all these things are also um, inside the game. So all the information we um, we made or we read. We put everything in the game. So you can be a poacher in the game. You can be a yeah. ranger in the game. You can be a tourist in the game and went to a, a nice resort if you want. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about the game here. So, I mean, congratulations first on your funding. So you're already at, uh, looks like, I'll put this in Canadian dollars. It's the only way I can see it. But you've doubled your goal, more than doubled your goal. Yeah. You're at almost 25,000, uh, 287 backers. You still got 22 days to go. So that's a good start to your campaign. Uh, I'm sure you are, you guys are very, very happy with that. Can you talk us through kind of how you play this game? So Duke and danger, it's a card game. Walk us through how you play this game. Okay. So it's a very unusual trick taking game. So you're not trying to make the trick. So in this game, you are one of three roles. So you can be the poacher. You can bring monkeys in danger. You can be the ranger. You have, if as a ranger you have to save the monkeys mm. or as a tourist you can decide which one you want to support do you want to support the ranger or the poacher you can bring in monkeys or you can save monkeys and um so it's the game is very dynamic because there's no turn order we play all simultaneously and we play 
we play a day phase and a night phase, day phase, night phase, day phase, night phase, until the game is over. But in the day phase, the poacher starts putting a duke in danger. So he, he chooses from his hand to, to place a, a monkey in the middle of the table. It's like the danger zone. Mm -hmm. And now the ranger has to save them with a higher number, with a higher number in the same color or each trump. And the ranger has to save them. If the ranger cannot save the duke in the middle, in the danger zone, um, it's like a minus point. So and the, the, the person with the least amount of minus points after three rounds wins. Yeah, but in the night, so when the day, day phase is over, so um, people uh, get handcuffs and new handcuffs again, mm. and we give our role to our left neighbor. So we change roles um, each day. So each round we change our roles. So you, you, all, you are the poacher, the ranger, and the tourist, and you change it all the time. So that's, that means you have always to adapt your strategy. Because super... each 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 role give you um, each role each role have a special special abilities so you can. And do you always... is there a, do you feel guilty when you're the poacher when you play yeah. that role? Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> especially uh, especially on Essen Spiel, it was very very funny to to see how people play the game because yeah. in this game you have to be a bad guy sometimes, but most of the time you are a, a bad person. So sometimes you are a bad tourist. Sometimes, so most of the time you are a bad poacher, but it's like, it's like the real world. So it's like, even we in Germany um, are bad to animals, not only in Germany, also in Southeast Asia or in different parts of the world, because yeah, so not all the plastic um, trash we built here, we, we sent over and it's like, it's like the real world. So that's, that, that's why I also say it's like a real life game. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got some cool, I'm not sure, are they, I'm not sure if they're stretch goals or they're, um, you have this Kickstarter exclusive. Can you talk a little bit about like there's a jungle game board and like there's a nighttime board and day board. So how do they come into play? And then with like the, the, you got these lost tokens and so forth. Can you talk a little bit about those elements as well? Yeah, cool, sure. So um, Duke and Danger, what is really special about Duke and Danger is like a modular game. Mm. So we have we have danger levels, which is a model you can add to your game and make your game um, even more exciting. Um, and it makes, sometimes makes harder to save the Dukes. So the first danger level is like the foundation of the game. It's like the, the core mechanic. The second danger level adds a new mechanic for push your luck and memory. The third level... Um, it's like take that element inside yeah. the game and you can mix and match all different modules. And in the Ranger Pledge, it's like the Kickstarter exclusive. There are six different levels. Um, and some of these boards are part of the level of these levels. And um, it's like it's Duke and Danger is very beginner friendly through level one. Um, you can play it. We also play it with uh, children six plus or seven plus. But um, if you play in level two, three, four, five, or six, it's like also a lot, a very good game for advanced players because it's a lot of strategic depth inside the game. You have a lot of decisions you can make. Um, yeah, and especially in the ranger pledge, you have lots of different roles. You have not only mm. the poacher, the tourist, and the ranger. You have also like uh, the animal trader, the veterinarian, and each role has a special ability. So. Um, which you can use. You don't have to use, but you can use. And um, yeah, or you have Tom, the animal ambassador, if you want. 
So if somebody wants these different modules, so there's the tourist, yeah. there's the local, and then there's the ranger, which is kind of like the, the all in package, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then is there additional kind of add-ons? I know you've got like stretch goals and things like that. Is there, even if you get the ranger level, is there more things that you can do as well? Like say somebody really wants to help out, right. And they want to, you know, um, you know, help the Dukes and, uh, you know, even go beyond just getting the game. What else, you know, what else can they do as part of this? So, um, so we have as an add-on, we have another game. Hmm. So, um, we, we also printed this game for the Essen Spiel. We have a, a small, um, we printed a small edition for Essen Spiel, but it's called Duke Kids. It's like, um, a, a kid's version. It's not a kid's version of this game. It's, um, it's a standalone game. Yep. But um, it's a very, very nice game also for, 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 for us, so for our age. But uh, yeah, you can take this as well if you want because it's like you play memory. So mm. you, you have the jungle. And if, if it's your turn, you have to reveal two cards. But there, um, you don't need to find some, a match. So you, we play cooperative. So everyone play together. So we are a ranger team. And we have to find all, this, all the traps inside the jungle. But we have to be careful. But if we reveal a trap and a duke, it's very bad because the duke is, is, is caught. But we have to find a trap and a ranger inside the jungle. And you have to combine. We can talk about it. And it's like, uh, it's, it's a different game, but it's like for ages four plus. And it was like, I think we, um, we yeah, we, we put it for Essen because we decided maybe it's very nice to have a small game. So mm-hmm. especially for children with us. Yeah, and this we put it as an add-on, and yeah, and if you want, yeah, this is, I think this is the only add-on we have. Yeah. And then, I mean, this is your 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 first Kickstarter. Is yeah. what are some of the or what's the one biggest learning you've had kind of going into this process on just the whole process of doing the Kickstarter? Would there be any advice you would offer to other people who are just starting out themselves, maybe looking to do their own Kickstarter? Yeah, so I would say. Um, don't waste too much time to 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 make your campaign 100%. Sometimes 80% on the des- design perspective is enough because the most important part is to make is to, is to do marketing. Yeah. So this is so I would say so. Okay, we we designed the campaign, but I would say our campaign is so beautiful. It's it's I think it's everything you need in in this campaign, even if you don't like the game, you would say, okay, everything I need, I can read it here. It's beautiful designed. It looks awesome. Um, but if you are on position hundred, so it doesn't matter. Nobody's, nobody will see it. And this is what I would say, this is the hard, hardest part of, uh, uh, so for me, so now we are not in the top 10, we are not in the 20, we are not in top 30. It's unfortunately not. And, um, if I do, if I would change something, I would wait and I would make I would make more marketing before I would um, try to get more subscribers on the preview page. Yeah. Um, so prepare your preview preview page as as um, early as you can because your com- your campaign behind the um, behind the early page can be shit, but yeah. it doesn't matter. So you have your 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 um, your hero shot of your game, yeah. and people can subscribe, uh, click subscribe, and this is important. And yeah. Yeah, I actually did a TikTok on that where I was uh, talking about um, a, a hack, quite frankly, that I do uh, for uh, for Kickstarter campaigns, which is you need to get that thumbnail as fast as possible, right? Mm-hmm. You need that preview link as fast as possible. You can't get that preview link until you've actually built a Kickstarter page. Yeah. 
The reality is, is once you get the preview link, people can't even see the page you've built. Kickstarter can see that and they need yeah. to have confidence that it's an actual page before they'll give you the link. But I always go in and just create a fake page. I yeah. put as many assets as I can in there. I'll do like me speaking to the camera to create a video. So there's a video there because they want to see a video. They want to see an animated uh, GIF. They want to see uh, a paragraph story and then they want to see some game imagery. You can mock all that up, get that up as fast as possible, submit it to them. Uh, usually they'll prove it, pick a very low target, like a thousand dollars as your, as your pledge level. You can change that later, but yeah. it's enough just to get that preview link. Once you have that preview link, you can promote, 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 get your signups and then behind the scenes, slowly and methodically update that actual Kickstarter page to the actual imagery and the actual yeah. story you want to tell. Um, so it's, it's good that, uh, great minds think alike. It's true. Everything you said, it's true. Yeah. It's so, and this is the most important part to start with. I don't know. It's it's really hard to say, but maybe thousand people and on your previous page, it's because so I think we have we had five hundred and we yeah. have three hundred fifty people on our email list. Yeah. So in total, we have seven to eight hundred people, and I would say it was not enough. So we 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 so um we uh, we are funded uh, in two two hours and twenty two minutes. It's really fast. Yeah. So um, but with us. There are there there were more campaigns are coming to the to the page uh, to sure. Kickstarter on this day, and um, they had a, a way bigger crowd than we we yeah. had. Sometimes so. you get the multiplier effect as well. Uh, crowdfunding nerds who who have a, a, a great podcast. Anybody that's interested in specifically the Kickstarter part of uh, of uh, board games, they should check out that podcast. It's great, and they've got an actual tool. If you go on their uh, Facebook page, that you can download, and that tool will actually help you project based on how many pre-signups you have, what your uh, ad budget is, what kind of expectation you should have in terms of, uh, you know, the output, right? And I think it's somewhere around like 15 to 17% conversion from those uh, pre-signups that you can expect. So you can do the math to say, okay, what reasonably do I think I can do based on where I'm going in? Is it enough? If not, then okay. Push back the launch date and, and keep doing that, that, that pre-build. Um, so this is your first game. Right. Uh, are you now getting into the gaming industry? Like as a, as a publisher, is this something you're going to continue on with or is it kind of, you've done your game, you've, you got it out of your system and you're, you're, you're moving on. So at, at the moment, I have no idea. So I, <laughs> <laughs> through the through whole, through the whole process, I had so many ideas for a new game and also yeah. for a new species. I would love to raise awareness for, because I always, I, I, I um I I not only saw on this trip I saw more than one endangered species and I would love to do another game but um, at the moment my whole focus is on the dukes yeah because um yeah I think it's they deserved way more attention than they get the last three years and um yeah yeah fair I, enough. I, at the moment I'm full full with uh, the dukes I want to I think next year I will go to Vietnam again and see what people are doing with our money um, yeah. Yeah, that's good to get the follow up to say, okay, we've donated the funds and let's see uh, how it's being put to work. Uh, if there's anybody that wants to follow this campaign, I am going to put a link in the show notes. Uh, if they want to go to Kickstarter and uh, just search for it, Duke is spelled D-O-U-C, right? Yes. So if you're doing a search, it's D-O-U-C, Duke in Danger to find this campaign. Uh, Noel, I, I wish you all the best, man. I, Thank I, you. I can't wait Thanks. to see how much you guys raise. It's such a great cause uh kudos to you for that and uh and what an adventure and a story to tell my friend 
thank you very much and thanks a lot to having me here uh, it's like yeah it's like a great experience thank you <laughs> no worries you take care cheers cheers bye this has been an episode of the board game binge podcast hosted by james staley produced by james staley and mike bruner with original music by nick smith if you would like to watch these interviews live simply subscribe to our youtube channel board game binge and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.